Welcome to the Horns Up Half Hour, Cedar Hill ISD's podcast about scholars, staff, and community. Our guests will be individuals from the district and the community. This podcast is for anyone interested in expanding their knowledge of all things CHISD. Hello, this is uh, Michael Sudhalter, host of the Horns Up Half Hour podcast, and we have a very special guest on this episode of the podcast. It is Cedar Hill High School teacher Kevin Graham. And he has an amazing, inspiring story to share with you. Um, first, I just want to welcome him. Welcome to the podcast, Mr. Graham. Thank you, Mr. Sethalter. I appreciate you having me today. Thank you very much. Yeah, we had a chance to talk um, a while back. We had a story on the Longhorn Newsroom where we shared your story and um, you know how you were able to overcome some obstacles to get where you are today. But first, if you just want to tell people kind of about your experience at the high school and what you do here at Cedar Hill High School. Sure thing. Well, I am a teacher here at Cedar Hill High School, um, our flagship here. And we are, um, we are in the uh, CTE department. I am the information technology teacher. So I teach courses such as networking, uh, computer programming, uh, computer maintenance, uh, classes related to uh, computer uh, computer-related issues. So uh, that's what we have. We are an elective course. And so my students come in on the information technology pathway to hopefully go into one of those areas of expertise, or if not, um, build on those areas wherever they're going to, wherever they decide to go. So the district, as you know, has put a big emphasis on um, STEM education and STEM-spired. What are your thoughts about that? Uh, I think it's uh, I think it's great. Uh, we're we're living in a time period where we're constantly changing, and and uh, technology has really become the um, the centerpiece of those changes. Uh, so um, STEM itself, engineering. Uh, critical thinking, um, uh, technology trends, all those things are, are what we need right now to really make sure that our, our students are competitive, that they're ready for the world um, that we're about to go into. Okay. All right, great. Um, well, I guess first of all, because you've, you know, you earned a bachelor's degree and then a master's degree, but... Um, you know, you definitely had some challenges along the way, as, as you shared with me when we wrote the story. So I guess we'll just kind of start, um, you know, from your childhood and then kind of go from there and uh, share your story with, with everyone sure, here. Sure, sure thing. Well, you know, I, I grew, up in, um, grew up in Detroit, Michigan, um, where um, uh, during a time period where it was a lot of negativity surrounding... Um, uh, the city. There were some positive things going on. Uh, Motown was is there. Uh, the big three are there: Chrysler, GM, and um, Ford. Um, but our our school systems were we were suffering from a lot of issues, um, and our city, at, you know, at the time was suffering from some issues of negativity in relation to crime and things of that nature. And so, um, growing up in that in that environment, um, in a predominantly African American uh, city. Um, it, it, it in in a single parent home um, brought some um, some challenges uh, to me uh, personally, um, educationally, and uh, personally as well. 
uh, growing up um, in the city of Detroit. So, uh, but um, we were able to overcome. We, we started out, uh, I dropped out of uh, high school in the ninth grade after, um, after really not being able to get there on time <laughs> um, due to not having the transportation and having the walk uh, to school. Um, and dropping out, I got me a job, got me a great job at, at a restaurant, fast food restaurant, um, working from the time I was like mm, 15 until the time I was like 18. And when I turned 18, um, uh, great, a great um, um, family friend, um, really like family, came and got me and um, asked me to help them move a piece of furniture to Chicago. And on the way there, there I was... I was trapped and badgered all the way there about education, and that's what started the trek and started me the more thinking about my future and what I wanted to do and be. And so um, I went on to get my GED, and after getting my GED, I left um, they, that, that portion and that life and uh, started my journey educationally, uh, which led me to where I am today. I did leave home uh, to go to, uh, uh, all of a sudden, I quit my, uh, my, my job at the restaurant and I um, got on a Greyhound bus and I went to a place called Tulsa to, to, to see this school. Um, when I got there, I didn't have a place to stay, no place to go, no, nobody, nobody that knew I was coming. And um, when I called back home to share with some friends where I was and I told them where I was, uh, they knew some friends there that, uh, and uh, I'll never forget my, uh, my buddy Barry came out to the Greyhound station to get me and took me to his place and I stayed with them for a week and when I I, I got a chance to see um, ORU and uh, the city and I came back probably about a year later to uh, to go to school. I didn't even know how far away it was right. to be honest with you. Um, I, uh, one of the things that I really uh, encourage students to do if they, if they have any support at all to listen to their parents, to listen to their directives, to listen to um, um, whatever they're being directed to do, um, the wisdom of their parents, if they have that type of wisdom. I'm a first-generation graduate from college, and so there was nobody to help me. I didn't know what a private institution was, didn't know the difference between a private and a public. Um, I didn't know anything about um, relocating to a new city. All those things were, were new to me. And uh, I left 10th grade um, and, and immediately started working. Um, and, you know, I was work, making money. I was working. You know, it was, it was atypical, you know, because our high schools um, had a real big dropout rate. As a matter of fact, our principal at the beginning of the year uh, said to turn to the left and turn to the right. And, and he, he actually predicted at the beginning of the school year at our assembly, um, half of you will not graduate. I already know. Half of you will not. And it was a very negative thing for him to say, but it was, you know, a, a prophecy that, you know, was fulfilled in my own personal life. So I guess in that sense, he was right, but there was no services or anything that support that was set up to avoid that at the time. Because I know you had said that, um, you know, that you had told me that when you go to like these pep rallies or activities, you see these the kids enjoying those, and then you're you kind of share with them, you know, not to take that for granted, just because you you know you didn't have the opportunity to experience those things as a student. Oh yeah, um, 
you know, I used to be really embarrassed about sharing my story with people because it was so negative. Um, but um, I share it now because I want the want my students to understand that their experience at high school is going to translate into a memory for them, and that memory is going to fuel their futures. You know, in terms of playing in the band, being on the football team, being a flag runner, um, you know, being on the um, being a cheerleader. Um, you know, all the different things that students get to do as a result. I didn't, I didn't go to any football games when I was in, um, when I was in Detroit. I, my very first football game I ever went to was the Cowboys game when Tony Romo, Romo first, first quarterback. That was my very first game. And I went to that game as a result of some tickets that was given to me by the job that I was working at the time when I was working for the bank. But um, that was my very first football game. Didn't I, I had never attended anything. And when I first went here, uh, I attended um, games as an all-pro dad. And I was just always amazed at how wonderful things were for the, for the students and how much I missed out on when I was uh, in high school, being pep rallies and, you know, sports and, you know, all the, the music and all of that. It's nothing like it. There's nothing going to replace it. And you can't go back and do it again. You only get one chance. One chance. Well, you had talked about a friend, like a family friend who lived in Chicago that really inspired you to get, you know, finish your GED, go to college, all those things. How important is it to, like, have that one person or, I guess, numerous people in your life that are, you know, trying to inspire you that way? It's super important. Everybody needs a champion in their lives. Everybody needs someone to look and be able to see their greatness, um, see their talent, see their ability. Um, and everybody needs someone to warn them. You know, this is what's coming. This is what you need to be doing right now. This is the things you need to be doing if you want to live that the kind of life that you see on TV or you see somewhere else. You know, everybody, it's, it's vitally important. Um, you, you know, you have to have that. Um, because I hear the advice um, that Chicago trip was very enlightening for me. Because not only did I get the encouragement to, you know, get my GED and all of that and get the opportunity to do that. I also got the opportunity to meet um, some of um, um, some of her friends who were educated. She went to Northwestern University at the time, and she was working for the energy company there. And she took me out to a um, dinner at, at a um, pizzeria for some Chicago-style pizza. And I'm sitting there, and we're sitting at a round table, and it's about... Mm, 10 or 12 people and you're having this conversation that's you know centering on politics and 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 trends and things of that nature and I couldn't get in the conversation because I didn't know anything to say but I also went to Second City and there I got a chance to see John Candy who had not made Saturday Night Live yet he was doing Second City at the time I got a chance to see improv for the first time it was just an amazing trip so it gave me an opportunity to see a side of life 
that was so different from what I was used to, you know, catching Finkel to Dexter, you know, going to LaGreen's record shop, you know, going to Sue's store. That was the kind of stuff I did. That was the world I lived in. And if you're not careful, many students, many, many young people will think that the world that they live in is the only world that exists. And, it, and that's not true. It's not true at all. Okay, so once you um, decided to go to um, Oral Roberts University down in Tulsa, like, how did you decide yep. to get into kind of the technology side of things? That's an excellent question. Excellent. Um, I went to ORU, and I went there um, for a lot of different reasons, but one of the primary reasons is because they accepted me unconditionally, well, not unconditionally, but it was a, a, it was a real acceptance of me. They, 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 they accepted me and they saw my potential. And so when I went, um, I had several majors that I looked at. Um, I was a accounting major the first, first time. And um, I changed my major over to um, history and um, and um, with a, a minor in sociology, and I did that because I was a great writer, and um, I did not have um, the expertise to master or the time to master all the different things I would need to master to get any of the other degrees. And um, I liked history, and so I went in and, and I got got my history degree. At the time, there was no technology at the time for me. I had a typewriter, and that was it. And that's all we had. Um, fact, uh, going into 1993, 94, 95, um, computers began to take off. This thing called online. Hey, are you online? That's what people were asking. Um, started being prevalent. And I knew then that if we didn't jump on this thing that was online, that we may be left behind because it seemed like it was taking off this thing called the computer, this thing called um, Windows uh, 3.1, um, you know, and these, this computer, these things called CD-ROMs and this thing called a floppy disk, got to get those floppy disks, you know, and so I, I, I jumped on it um, and I, uh, one particular night after uh, uh, receiving my, my tax return, <laughs> I um, went to Walmart, and at the time, um, computers were being boxed together with the monitor and the tower and the keyboard. Everything was in one box, and I bought me an HP, and um, that was it. I was sold. I was in heaven. I loved. I loved it. That was, um, and I learned everything I could about my computer, about my HP computer. Um, from there, I um, went to. Um, left Tulsa and moved to this great um, city and state called Texas, Dallas, Texas. And I uh, moved here. And when I got here, started working a job where I was hired um, in the uh, for online banking. And I was hired primarily because um, this panel of, of interviewers um, loved my answers to all their questions about computer technology. And I became an online banking specialist for um, uh, for Bank of America. And I, it, while I was there, I went on to become a, um, 
a technology, um, a, um, uh, I was a trainer, and I was a uh, escalations manager um, there. So that's how I got into technology. And there I, I took um, they, uh, great, great opportunity, great job. Uh, loved that time period. Uh, but I learned a lot about technology, computer, computers right there at um, uh, working that job. So that's how I got into it. Oh, great. Great. So... Yeah. And then how did you decide to move to Cedar Hill and work in, um, you know, in the school district here? Ooh, wow, that's a great question, too. Um, um, moved to Cedar Hill, um, um, and after moving here, um, I bought a house here. Uh, I was working, um, uh, and I got, got laid off. And upon being laid off, it gave me an opportunity to think about a second career. What would you like to do with the rest of your life? And I knew it would be something in technology, but I also wanted to um, do something that was meaningful, that that had meaning to it. And I ventured into education before, after finishing my degree, um, but um, I, I didn't pursue it you know, wholeheartedly with a great pursuit. So now was my opportunity to do that. And so I went on to get um, a certification. And uh, after finishing my um, degree, um, I went on to get a certification in, um, in English. And I have technology education and technology applications. And so um, after doing so, I um, applied with Cedar Hill. Um, for a um, for for this position that I'm in now, and that's how it happened for me. And how many years have you been there now? I've been here since 2019. I previously taught for um, for Dallas, um, um, and then um, after teaching for Dallas, I came over here to see you know, um, my my home city school. So you said you're. You said you're involved with all pro dads as well? Yes. Um, my kids, so I have two children. And um, when um, my, my two kids uh, were in daycare here in Cedar Hill, and um, one of them grew so much that it was time for us to put them in school. <laughs> so we ended up um, um, taking our, our, um, el- our oldest son and putting him um, in um uh, we were in Cedar Hill, so he went to Waterford Oaks. And um, while at Waterford Oaks, um, at the time, during that time period, it coincided with me um, being in school. And so I became um, a part of the uh, All Pro Dads. As an All Pro Dad, I was uh, I worked in the communications department um, with, with All Pro Dads, and we... Um, um, did a lot of activities, uh, crawfish fests, um, all type of different things we did. We, did, we even had a conference um, uh, during that time period when we when I when I first started out. So it was uh, me getting involved with my my son's school. I did not have <clears throat> any um, advocates when I was in school, Michael. And I knew that for my child, um, 
especially um, with my experience, I wanted to be there for him to help direct him, to be his advocate. And so I went up there. I met the principal. I um, and she asked me how I would like to be involved. And so not only was I an all pro dad, but I was also on the PTA. Uh, I started out as the uh, as the uh, communications PTA um, chair on the PTA, and I became the president of the PTA while I was there. And it was there that those teachers at Waterford Oaks, you're not gonna do it to me, Mike. You're not gonna do it. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna lie. Those teachers there <laughs> um, inspired me to want to. Um, uh, pursue education wholeheartedly, looking at their day-to-day um, -day activities and the love for the kids and the um, meaningfulness of being an educator. That's what that's what got me. So that's how I um, that's what inspired. One of the inspirations I had was the teachers at um, um, at at Waterford Oaks Elementary School. So, like, since you've been in teaching for a little while now, like, what does it feel like to be able to give back to, to these scholars? Ooh, um, it is amazing, um, to, um, these, um, scholars, I get a chance to teach, but they also teach me. Um, they give me a lot to reflect about. They give me a lot to think about. So, um, you know, we're, you know, uh, in a very um, challenging time right now um, due to our present state of um, the pandemic and things of that nature. And it is so vitally important that we be extremely sensitive to um, the needs and to the things that you don't know that may be going on with our students. So there has to be a sensitivity to that. <clears throat> and there has to be a um, understanding um, that not only are we educating them, but we are um, giving them hope, we're inspiring their futures, we're um, letting them know that they, they can do it. Um, There's so many things that as an educator I get to do is to, to inspire um, students because what I want them to do when they get to be 23, 24, I want them to hear my voice and remember the wisdom. Not only my wisdom, but all of the teachers here at, at um, Cedar Hill High School and all the teachers that they've inspired, hear the wisdom that you received and know that you can do it. So it, 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 it's, um, it's amazing. It's, it's one of the most meaningful jobs you can ever have because it, um, you know, I, I did a lot of, I filled a lot of forms when I worked in um, banking. Um, but those forms I filled out, I don't know what they are today. I don't know, you know, what the issue is. But when you're talking about students, you're talking about life, you're talking about a future. 
You're talking about a, a, our net, one of our next leaders. Um, you're talking about somebody that's going to be a mother, a father um, to another child, and they're going to bring their kids to school. Um, you're talking about somebody who will need an opportunity in the future. So yes, um, um, I, uh, I'm, I'm very inspired and happy uh, to and privileged to be a, a, a teacher. Okay, great. Well, thank you so much for sharing your story. I know that you're um, through your teaching, you've been able to um, inspire you know thousands of kids, and I think by sharing your story in this podcast, you'll be able to you know inspire many, even many more people. So um, thank you so much for um, being here today and sharing your story on the podcast. Well, thank you, um, Mr. Salter, Halter, for everything that you do. Um, and um, big shout out to the communications department for um, all that you uh, are and being a front line and, and featuring um, all the wonderful things that are going on in the district. We, are, we appreciate you so much. All right, thank you. That, that really means a lot. So, um, Mr. Kevin Graham, thank you very much.